0: Hi everybody, welcome to the How To Dad podcast. My name is Devin Pierce and I will be your host today. This is the second episode of the How To Dad podcast. Today's episode is on the topic of benefits of routine. Now sadly there has been next to no routine in our household right now. And because of that lack of routine, I didn't get
1: done as many of my notes as I would have liked to for tonight's episode, and, well, that changed quite a bit of my lighting, funny, and because I didn't, we're going to be winging
0: it, excuse my reach, my light switch is actually in behind
1: my camera, right at this moment, that's better, all right. Okay, guys, are you ready for this? So today's note subjects of
0: note are going to be taken from a small little pamphlet that I don't even remember where I got it from. This pamphlet is done by the Parent Institute. Uh, Parent-Institute.com And this is called the Raising Responsible Children Series. So I went through here and I had highlighted some things. But I didn't actually get a chance to uh, complete my notes, as I said. Um, I went through it, and these are kinds of things that most people are consciously aware of that they should be doing. But if you're any type of parent, there are so many things going on all the time that you need that refresher. You need that reminder. It's not just going to come to your mind all the time to be the best parent in the world. You are only as good as you can be in the moment you're trying to be. Does that make sense? I think that makes sense. This particular pamphlet is called Providing a Structured and Stabled Home Life. Not everything in this pamphlet necessarily appeals to the specific topic
1: of benefits of routine. Let's just Let's just touch on that for a second. We all know the benefits
0: of routine. We all are told about having routines, how we should have routines for ourselves, for the things that we do every day. You know, get up in the morning, brush your teeth, get dressed, have breakfast. That's a routine that a lot of us adults skip on because we're too busy. We got to rush out the door. Well, get up earlier. I'm sorry to break it to your hearts, but if you don't have time for breakfast, it's because you're not prioritizing your health. I don't think health came through, but you're not prioritizing your health. Having a routine allows us to establish a series of events in the way that is most efficient to completing them. And this, in time, helps us manage time better. And that's one of those big things that we kind of forget about uh, when it comes to teaching our kids stuff i mean we talk about the aspects of how routines help us but do you really teach your kids those things have you really sat down with your kids and taught them anything by teaching them how to plan routines and how to establish them themselves you can give them more tools than just simply here is a chart do this chart move on with life take that into consideration regardless of the age of your children i mean Obviously, if they're not talking, they can't assist in making a routine. But it is kind of good to still establish with a toddler. Okay, we're going to do this, and we're going to do that, we're going to do this. Even if they're not talking back to you, as long as you're talking to the toddler, you're teaching them stuff. And those teaching them how to build a routine and then teaching them to follow the routine is where you get yourself those
1: real life lessons that can help propel your children forward in life. So on the matter of a structured and routine home, Mm -hmm. you're gonna be
0: bringing into your children's lives an aspect of security. Um, Knowing what's gonna come next allows them to feel comfortable and safe in an environment because they understand that I did A, so now we're gonna do B and then we're gonna do C. This is especially important if your child has any kind of difficulties or disabilities that might inhibit their ability to regulate emotions. Um, my oldest son is diagnosed ADHD um, as well as ODD. Because of that, he has a shortened attention span. And Carter, for the most part, is not physically hyper. It's, his mind is too fast for him to keep up with all of his own thoughts. And that makes it difficult for him to regulate emotions. ODD, on top of that, makes it hard for him to understand why his reactions are inappropriate or how his choices affect other people. And again, because he has this lack of understanding in those regards, it also means that he can't understand how he reacts is going to affect other people. And we're working on that with him. And he is on uh, a medication to assist in uh, lengthening his ability to focus. So there are other parenting strategies that we're implementing, but routines help him understand the world around him and give him that security. With the establishment of that security from the routines and the structuring of your home, you show your kids a level of reliability by following through on those routines, right? The more reliable you are to your child in all the aspects of their life, it's not just brushing their teeth, right? You have to remember that the better example you're setting for your kids,
1: the better... I think I have a child attacking me. I do. What do you need, little lady? Not right this second. Do you want to come say hi to people?
0: There's the camera right there. You come here. I lift you up so everybody can see my little girl. You look up in there. You say hi, everybody.
1: Hi, everybody. Can't go in there. You talk to that part. That's the microphone. Hello. We can hear you back here. What's your name? Say, what's your name? Kira. But when we're geocaching, my name is Flutterby.
0: Good job. All right. Can you let. Daddy's going to be down here for a little bit more, but uh, he's doing a podcast. Do you know what a podcast is? No. A podcast is where, it's kind of like a radio show, but it's on the internet.
1: Oh. Yeah. Can I turn that pink? Um, I can't right now because it'll
0: also take turn my other light pink. They're kind of silly lights. They, they, I have to have one unplugged if I want to change colors and the other one without affecting the first one.
1: I like it. Yeah? You're watching the uh, audio bounce on my screen over there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So
0: I will help you set up your video, your board game afterwards, okay? Okay. All right. Say
1: bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> bye, bye. Okay, but you have to be quiet so I can do the rest of my show. Okay. Alright, so where were we? Uh, We were talking about the reliability
0: that is established from a structured and routine household. So, like I said, there's a lack of structure and routine in our household right now with the uh, whole process of moving. And that's okay, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: The... Establishment of the routine brings shows your kids that you're reliable, right? If this is the series we're going to do A, B, C, E, and then D because it works so better, you tell them that, and then you do A, B, C, D, and E, or E, and D in the example here. By showing them that you can follow through with what you say you're going to do, you're showing your reliability to your kids,
1: and that's, that's really, really yeah. And you,
0: and you are establishing a positive relationship with them, so that they know that they can come to you, and count on your support for other things too, outside of the routine, um, such as as they get older and have to deal with the more social issues that we talk to talk about as
1: parents that don't concern little girls that don't go to school yet, right? Yeah. Okay. I if it picks it up no. i I will teach you how it doesn't pick up your breathing later, okay okay okay. okay.
0: do you think Carter's on his way down now, too? I heard the door again.
1: Well, oh,
0: I heard sniffles. I'm pretty sure that means that I'm being bombarded by all of my children Uh two out of three. What are you guys doing? Who's watching the baby right now if you guys are down here? Okay, Kira, can you go make sure your little brother's okay? Uh-huh. I left you guys upstairs to watch him. Now you're both down here. How can I help you, Carter? Um, if you think you can I set can. up mousetrap. I can. Okay. Then you can set up mousetrap
1: for you guys, but I can't help you set it up right now. Okay. Love okay. you, everybody. And like that, they're gone as though they were farts in the wind. I love my kids. And that is
0: part of the reason why I started this podcast. So as questionably unprofessional as that might be, probably not the last time they're going to be interrupting the podcast. And I'm okay with that. So along the same lines as the reliability, when you are showing that you are reliable through these structures and routines, You are also showing that you're taking the responsibility of following through and teaching your kids how to be responsible as they grow older. Um, There's another point here that they bring up in the the reading that I've highlighted some notes of. I will say, I don't know if I necessarily agree with this aspect for younger children. Um, Even myself as an adult, like I'm, I'm 30 this year, actually not that far from now, but uh, it's the aspect of pride. They mentioned that here is one of the four things about why structure is important. I don't know if I could say I ever took pride in my parents' raising of me. Like my parents did, like any parents, they did the best they could, and that's great. Uh, I had really awesome parents. And I can take some pride now as an adult and as a parent myself, reflecting on how they raised me and knowing situations that were not so great, like... Um, Situations that my ex wife or even my current spouse uh, had to go through as kids, and to understand how lucky I was to have what I had. So I can take pride in it now looking back, but I don't really think children can be prideful of how they were raised until they have that maturity to reflect on it. So that's kind of a difference of opinion I have from this particular reading. Some examples of some good routines um, that are easy to establish are things like getting ready at the start of the day, having a routine, a regular breakfast. And that includes, you know, getting them out the door, going to school, all that fun stuff. But also having a regular routine for other meals that you have at home is a great establisher of how basic routines can work. So when your kids are old enough to help with setting the dinner plates or putting out utensils and those kinds of things, establishing that as a family, you each you take your do your own con- contributions, whatever they may be, helping put out placemats, put out napkins, put out whatever it is that that particular child is able of carrying. It's such a simple routine; like you don't even really think of that a routine, as a routine. You think to yourself, "Well, it's 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 breakfast. We're just we're just having breakfast. We're just eating dinner. We just had lunch." But it is definitely in those moments that we establish the majority of what our kids need from us think about your think about your start of your day right we actually have charts for our kids for starting the day and for going to bed and we didn't just make a list and say here go Um, my son is six uh, my daughter is five they're about 16 months apart if we was trying to do the math there. So we used pictures because the boy is just starting to get to that. He can read most words now. He's actually really good at reading uh, now that he's established himself as a reader. Then the key point from there is that we didn't just take the pictures, glue them on, and walk away from it. Here you guys go. Slap it on the wall. We sat down with our kids. And we wrote a list out and we asked them questions and we talked about the fact that we're having issues with, I'm kind of jumping ahead of myself here actually, but we had issues with time management in the mornings and at bedtimes and forgetting what they're supposed to do next. So we made a, a chart, we sat down with them and we asked, okay, what are the steps to getting ready for bed? What are the steps we're getting ready for the morning? So they came up with the steps themselves. We involved them in that process. We slapped together the actual charts so that they look nice and were correct. (laughs) And then we put them on the wall. And then we went ahead and worked with them on the steps, right? You can't just expect. It's no different than if you go to work. You can't just slap rules on the wall and expect people to follow them. You have to coach them, remind them, and critique and improve upon things you have to review those things make sure the things are working we just had a huge chat about this I actually at a course I took for work I, I already jumped ahead onto this part but the the setting up of the routines right establishing that even children as young as if they're talking or even not talking they still be a part of it but as long as they're talking they need to be the ones that you're engaging with to establish a routine by building the routines with them as children you're setting them up to be able to build their own routines as an adult right best way to go about this is talk about what you want to try and do as back to the example of the bedding or morning and night routines we want to get them better at doing them in a more timely fashion but the big thing was they kept forgetting what it was that they were supposed to do so we wanted to outline what it was make sure that they knew what it was then we put it up so that they had no reason to forget again taking the time to get your kids involved in fighting the urge to give them the answers which is really hard to do as a parent i get it you just you want your kids to know things so you just give them the answers that's easy and (laughs) i'm guilty of it too guys don't get me wrong We all do it at some point. Um, Pretty sure I've
1: done it twice today, you know, as a matter of fact. But as long as you... Try...
0: Not to give them the answers all the time... You're doing right by your kids. That's, That's it. It doesn't take much. Just... Try... Not... To be crazy about it you know once you sat down with your kids you have problem solved with your kids about what you're trying to accomplish with a new routine then you have to put it in in a format that they understand like i said we use pictures because our kids weren't at the reading age at the time that we established the routine and then we built it up from there um once those charts make it up in the new house here we will have Words for the older boy because he is now to the point where he's reading, whereas he wasn't before, so that we can also reaffirm and strengthen that skill set while also still working on the routines. And make a note here: of repeating the routine for 21 days after you've gotten it figured out. Repeat the routine until you don't need the routine anymore. I don't care how many days that is. The 21 day rule of establishing a a positive habit, in my own personal experience, is horseradish. You need to be doing something as a routine for at least three months to really have it as a routine, in my personal opinion. That is my personal opinion. Experts say 21 days. Let's get some echo on that. Experts say. I don't. I don't agree with that. I think it's horseradish. That'd be actually a fun topic. Uh, If you guys have your own opinion on how long it takes for you to establish a proper routine as a habit, let me know watching this on the replay on YouTube. Hit me up in the comments. You guys can also hit me up on Twitter if you like. At Crown S-O-E-S-S-0. So there's a good little, little topic. Let's see if I have any more things I highlighted here. They talk about less frequent routines in this book. So you have your day-to-day routine. Get up, go to school, come home, eat supper, go to bed. You might have a weekend routine. You don't wake up, Dad, till that clock says 8 Three zero. I think I think that's what my parents always said. My, my parents had were pretty strict on that. I don't wanna be up any earlier than this time. Um they own their own business and our business was physically attached to our home. So we got to open a door and walk into the world's largest pantry. So you have these you have different routines, but they are still routines. That's what I'm trying to get at. Um even trips to places like the library or the grocery store or Walmart, another routine that they mentioned here in their list, which is something that I really want to touch on is family time and family time can look like a lot of different things, guys. It doesn't have to be, I wouldn't recommend it always being sit in front of the TV and watching a show as a family unit. You know, that's just one example. Um, a really great one that we've done with the kids a few times, um, and supports local, uh, sporting agencies or kids programs. Typically, I think it's the skating club here in town does it.
1: And they sell uh, kits for making your own pizzas at home. And they're just like little personal size pizzas.
0: But you support this organization, group, or charity by purchasing uh, Make Your Own Pizza Kit. Then you make it a family event to sit down With your kids. And like, I think the first time we did it, I think Kira was only like, maybe three. I don't even think she
1: was. Yeah, throw it out there. And you make pizzas with your kids. And it's really fun. It's really
0: quite fun. And uh, most recently, it wasn't part of the pizza kits. We just kind of did our own thing for making pizzas. And when the kids had fruit pizza, they came up with it themselves. They wanted fruit pizza. So we yeah, used, I think we used nan bread and yogurt mixed with pool whip for the pizza sauce. And we we did all the cutting up of the fruits and stuff. But then we just let them have it and decorate it however they want. They ate it. They had a blast. Another thing that is a nice, I shouldn't say needs, but... This needs to be part of your routines, especially in split-parent homes. But all homes need to establish one-on-one time for your kids. And this gets extremely important when they start going to school. Um, My son has an obvious level of disdain. I had to think of a way to word that nicely. Uh, About the fact that his younger sister gets to be home... With us and the baby. Because she doesn't go to school. And he has to go to school. And do all this stuff and learn. Well his sister gets to go do programs. That are set out here in town. We have an amazing community for this by the way. We have. uh, The parent link here in town is just awesome. And they always have events going on for kids. That are not in school yet. But are walking. Gets the kids out. Interacting with other kids. Socializing and gets parents out of the house too. Awesome programs. But our son often feels like he's losing out in those activities as well as time with me or my wife. This is something that once we're done moving, we need to put a little bit more focus into because it is something that we have been personally slacking on. Kids want to feel loved and it's hard to feel loved by someone when their attention is divided by three, four, eight, nine other people, right? So... Even if it's just like an hour here or there or taking them for a lunch date. My dad takes my daughter on lunch date. Um, we've made a point of having him take my son on a few too uh, to make sure that he's spreading the love. And one of the first times that my dad picked up my daughter uh, for us and took her on a lunch date. Uh, he inspired another grandfather who happened to be at the same place having lunch by himself. To when he get got back to his hometown, which was a few uh hours down the road, to call up his granddaughter, he says um, this was told by him to the waitress, who then told my dad, but uh he said, I'm going to call up my granddaughter, and I'm going to take her out for lunch or maybe dinner, because seeing that man over there
1: with his granddaughter I realized I'm slacking in the granddad department. She's about 16. And that over there is just damn adorable. Right? So,
0: even as a grandparent, someone on one time with your grandkids is really important. My kids have (laughs) some of the best grandparents in the world. And not just my parents either. Like, all their grandparents are pretty awesome. You know, I already had a point where I, I didn't agree with with this Raising Responsible Children series. And here's another one that I do not agree with. Extracurricular activities. I think sports are great. I think sporting organizations need improvement. That is very much. I don't feel you need to include those in your routine so much. And definitely work with your kids. Engage with your kids. I see far too often as a parent. Like I helped my wife coach uh, soccer a couple years ago. And parents want their kids to Get into those routines at young ages, but please interact with your kids a little bit more and find out what they actually want to be doing. So just, just be cautious with extracurricular activities and definitely make sure you have good communication between your kid, you and your child about them. Um, some kids will outright continue to do activities because it's expected of them by their parents, even though they hate the activity. So just don't make your kids hate you. Be careful with having extracurricular activities as part of your routine. Of course, chores and helping out around the house and other things like that are really important. But I'm not going to tell you how to raise your kids in that aspect. Chores are messy. And I will, as it is something that people have a lot of different opinions about. As to what age their child should be or could be doing different activities and there's a lot of charts on the internet about that by the way, huge number of them, Um, I found one I like and I will actually be doing an episode on age appropriate chores later down the road, so I'm not going to get too much into that but they are part of routines, when you get home take out the garbage that kind of thing that is a routine right. One thing that I definitely wanted to touch base on that was featured in this particular scripture, I don't know why I call it scripture, but in this little pamphlet that I have, the routine of discipline. And when you think structure, you think discipline can be a part of structure, but you don't really think about discipline as being part of a routine, and it should be. When it comes to how you discipline your child, that bubble needs to be routine. You can't just be over here and over there and over here and over there and crazy people dancing. I don't know. Like, I have four things to think about this or imply about this rather. Fairness. Set up with your kids how this is going to work. Um, this goes back to having those meetings and working on problems with them and just like we discussed for a routine, having your kids input on it. That works the same with discipline. Or it can. You know, everybody parents differently, but You can establish fairness in discipline by considering your child's opinions on the rules and how things might work. Keeping rules simple also is really important. As a side note, when you're writing down your family rules, write what they should do, not what they shouldn't do. All right. Um, I'll give you an example. We have four rules in our house. Four family rules. And our rules are written as follows. Um, use kind words and
1: voice.
0: Don't be a dick. That's what that rule is, but you can't write it like that for a five-year-old and a six year old.
1: What's a dick, Dad?
0: Um, well, not quite an arsehole, you know. <laughs> Another one of our rules is soft walking feet. Our children, most children, all all children, let's face it. All children like to run and stomp, 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 stomp as stomp, stomp, stomp. they go. We now live in a three-tiered home. We were in a two-tiered home. And that's when that rule came into place because uh, two houses back was a trailer. You know, single level, modular home. But I never noticed how loud my kids' feet were. Uh, what's another one of the rules? I actually can't remember the other two rules right now off the top of my head, so I apologize. But you, you see what we did. We didn't say, don't run in the house. Don't um, stomp your feet. We said, quiet walking feet we don't want you running we don't want you stomping but we sit it with a positive twist um and the logic behind that is that the kids will remember the positive version of that in a positive way and then they don't give a negative connotation to rules structure and enforcement of those things and you're just kind of teaching your kids to not have a negative opinion of rules if you have positive rules they have a positive opinion of them make sense I think I'm going to need a make sense uh, thing. Seems to be a recurring statement in this podcast. <laughs> We're only two episodes in, but I say that a lot. The next thing that I want to talk about with discipline is raising your children. This could be its own episode. And in fact, it might be. Stay tuned. But what we wanted to um, establish with that is that complimenting good behavior giving your children positive reinforcement, basically, right? I can picture this woman who gave this as an example at a parenting class I took one time. <laughs> Very animated woman. Um, but I can't quite picture the face to remember if it was A or B, right? Whatever. As parents, when our children are being loud and obnoxious and evil children, boo, boo, boo,
1: boo, boo,
0: we tell them, you
1: know, hey, be in that way. Don't do this. Blah 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 blah.
0: And the cycle perpetuates. No. don't get stuck in escalation traps, right? By reacting to a negative behavior in a negative fashion, you're giving children attention. Typically, children act out because they aren't getting the attention that they want, right? So when you see your children behaving appropriately and quietly playing, you're like, you walk into the room, you see the good behavior. Step out of the room. Don't disturb it. Back up, Russell. <laughs> that is not the right way to react to these things. You need to. You walk into a room, you see your kids are behaving well. You go, guys, ah, oh, you guys are so awesome. Look at you. You're following our kind r- words, kind voice rule. You guys are behaving. You guys are being nice to each other. That's awesome. You guys aren't running in the house. You're sitting quietly, playing your games, and you know what? I didn't even know you guys were in here. You were so quiet. I'm impressed with just how quiet you've been playing. Giving them all that attention. Reinforces the positive aspects of the rules, right? Positive outlook of the rules. Positive outlooks. Positive reinforcement. Positive, 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 positive.
1: I I seem to have a theme going on here with this topic, but.
0: That's part of the routine, too. And that's a routine that you need to learn as a parent. Because otherwise,
1: you're not going to get the results you want being a (laughs) But by showing your routine of reaffirming positive
0: behavior with positive praise, that in itself is an awesome routine to show your kids. Like I said, today, I have just... It's been a long day, even though it's been a short day. And, um... Just crazy busy. Crazy busy with trying to get this move done. So, my brain is not working
1: appropriately. And I apologize for that. Need to get into a better routine with the podcast. And I'm sorry.
0: Uh, Speaking of a lack of routine, well, I've already interjected into myself... I am I have not yet gotten any editing done for the YouTube episodes that I was hoping to get out this week. I think I got all the recording done. that doesn't really establish much of a consistency, does it and I'm sorry for my lack of reliability uh when it comes to this YouTube project. It is the move, and the fact that my wife works two jobs. Plus, does Sensi I'm working an inconsistent uh, relief position with the company I'm working right now. So, I cover for whoever's not there kind of thing. So, my hours have been a little bit wishy-washy. And
1: uh, because we just moved, we
0: need the income. So, I'm trying to get as many hours as possible. And it just hasn't left much time for doing other things, including... Content creation, so I I do apologize for that, guys. I keep an eye on my Twitter, and you guys will see when I do get those videos out. Um, Yeah, now the two videos I'm working on right now, for those who are curious, are uh, for Top Five Tuesday. Is the top five Netflix shows you should be watching with your kids right now? Um, for a variety of different. I think every single one of them I picked for a
1: different reason. I do have them all picked. I just haven't done my stuff there yet. And then the uh, dad's class that I'm working on is the whole moving with small children.
0: Yeah, like I said, I've, I've been moving since the beginning of the month. It's now... March 17th. Happy St. Patrick's Day, by the way. I meant to open with that, but... Hey! Everything's gone out the window today. <laughs> um, back to discipline. Two more quick points. Establish your consequences with your kids. When you, you sit down with them to talk about what your rules are, ask them how they feel the consequences should work for breaking the rules. Um, depending on... How you're raising your kids will determine what consequences they are used to or established to. And if you need ideas for things, Google it. Honestly, Google. And the last thing is the consistency
1: of your routine discipline.
0: Establishing what the routine is going to be with your kids. You broke rule A. So first you're going to get this warning. And then you broke rule A again. So then this happened. And then that happened. And making sure you follow through in those steps all the way at the time that goes back to that uh, showing that you you are reliable in enforcing the discipline that you established with your kids and the consequences that go, go along with those right
1: and this is a huge one for creating that um, security that I mentioned earlier. I promise these podcasts will get better.
0: (laughs) I don't know how you guys feel about it. You guys might love me. I don't
1: even know. I don't even know. I don't even
0: know. I don't even know if you love me or not. uh sound effects mixer built right in i love this thing for those of you who haven't seen any pictures on my twitter i use a GoLXR uh streaming mixer sampler uh voice effects machine and the more i learn about it the more i'm loving this thing it's awesome okay here are some quick routines what are we doing on time I'm actually running pretty late with this episode, and I apologize. That's ah, okay. I had the interruption of the kids. Um, another thing that we don't often think about routines is the uh, the routine of anger management or just emotional management. Uh, going back to the example of my son who has difficulty managing his emotions, we do have routines to help him identify his problem and identify how he could react or should react and ways for him to bring himself down if he is having an overreaction to things. I won't we'll go into the details about it, but something else I want to bring up is that even managing and regulating emotions is a routine. Keep up with your routines. It, does, it doesn't just happen, right? Like I said, I feel you got to do the same thing for about three months before you are actually going to have it as a habit, not just a routine. And if you don't keep up with them, your kids aren't going to. It's as simple as that. You need to be the leader of the group, the alpha, the omega, and everything in between. You need to show and lead by that example that this is important. This is how we're going to do it because this is what we've decided as a family. And I'm going to lead the way. You're the boss. Be the boss. Actually, be a leader. Don't be a boss. Bosses are jerks. Be a leader. My final point on this topic today, guys, is going to be about also establishing that routines are different for different age groups, and so is discipline, so is structure, so is all these things. Do a little bit of reading. Talk to your kids at the different age levels and
1: review these things on a regular basis because they aren't going to work forever. Um, it's that simple. You cannot, you cannot have yourself believe
0: that things are going to stay the same and need the same solutions. Companies do that all the time and those companies are the ones who fail and
1: burn in a blazing ball of glorious glory into a dumpster okay if you
0: want your kids to be successful if you want to be successful as a parent you need to build a routine of re-examining the routines you have and critiquing them editing them fixing them making them better and establishing that they will change when your kids change ages whether it's an experience thing or a knowledge thing or it doesn't really matter Routines will change. So do your kids' behaviors. So you need to reevaluate how you're going to deal with those things as a parent and make that your routine. Does this for the night, guys. I've, I've, I've ran really long today. This is supposed to be a 30-minute, uh, 45-minute uh, podcast. If you guys would like to join me live, I do go live on Sundays on Mixer.com. Uh, look for how... Two, the number two, Dad Podcast. I share on Twitter a link to this usually when I go live. And I would love for you guys to come join me in the chat. I would love to get involved with the chat. Not just to, you know, distract myself further than I already get on my own accord. But uh, in the future, as the chat room kind of gets more popular or whatever, I will be having chats with them that won't be part of the audio podcast. Um, So, you know, something to consider. You guys come over and come check it out. Um, I already talked about the upcoming dad's class and top five YouTube videos that I'm trying to get done for you guys. And again, I apologize. I am so sorry. Uh, (laughs) right now I'm also not streaming on Twitch because I, I, I think maybe, uh, we can see. Yeah, behind this blanket on the floor, there's a box that might have one of my Xboxes in it. I don't. PC game because my PC can't handle that and streaming. But eventually, once I get everything unpacked, I will be streaming. I'll let you guys know on Twitter uh, when that happens. So thank you guys for coming to check this out. I hope you guys can learn something of it. If there's something, questions, comments, concerns, whatever, you guys reach out to me on Twitter. You can send me an email, crownesso at gmail.com. And... I will get back to you guys. I would love to continue to build a relationship with everybody. The How To Dad podcast is owned and hosted by myself, Devin Pierce, and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution, Non Commercial Share like 4.0 International License, all rights reserved. Uh, we are currently available for audio listeners on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pod, Pocket Casts. Man, I have a hard time with that. I don't know why. <laughs> And Radio Public. If there is another streaming service or podcast you would like to hear this podcast on, let me know. Those of you who don't know, uh, YouTube has a Premiere function which allows you to watch a video with your fan base and interact in a chat room. And that is something I'm looking to be doing
1: with this podcast on an ongoing basis the following day after the podcast goes live. All right, guys. Good luck, survive your parenting, survive your relationships
0: and enjoy your life.